I have truly enjoyed engaging so many companies, schools, and individuals about pressing issues relating to diversity, equity, and inclusion. I found that most people are serious about challenging themselves on seeing where their biases lie uh, and doing something about it. I think it's extremely important that we always challenge ourselves. One challenge that I've seen, however, is that too often people with whom I interact ask me what books they need to read or what terminology they need to adopt in order to make a mistake, in order to not make a mistake and be called a racist, someone who's homophobic, etc. While I think the concern is understandable, that's not the way to achieve true diversity, equity, and inclusion, and definitely not a way to become anti-racist. And I know many individuals and organizations are on that path of becoming anti-racist. But it's more of a way of checking off a box saying, I did this, so I'm good. I would like to propose something that's a little bit more simple, but at the same time, it's an in-depth measure of seeing how you can be very serious about issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I simply call it the rule of seven. So it's, it goes like this, check it. Rather than checking that box or reading an assigned book, the rule of seven is, is a personal type of thing. Only you know the answer to these seven questions and therefore only you know what you are supposed to do about it. The real question is, do you have the will to actually do something about it, or are you going to stay comfortable and not rock the boat? You can come up with your own list of seven questions, or you can do it in a group of friends or even at your job. The goal is not to come up with an easy list. This should be a list that challenges you to become better on this journey. The reason why the rule of seven can be powerful is because it speaks to what you've already done versus what you're doing. And to be quite honest, I chose the rule of seven as opposed to the rule of three because we can all skate by with three on, on some type of diversity scale. Well, many of us can. Just leave that there. But when we stretch it to five, six, seven, it might be a little bit different or more challenging for you. So here are some things you can think about. What do your seven closest friends look like? Or if children are involved in your lives, what are the seven closest friends of your children? What do they look like? Who are the authors of the last seven books you read or the authors of the last seven books you bought for your children? What do your seven closest neighbors look like in terms of proximity? I'm not talking about your neighbors who you're cool with on your block. I'm talking about the people who are directly in front of you, next to you, behind you, uh, depending on how we're, uh, above you, below you. What do they look like? What did your last seven teachers look like? Whenever you finished your education uh, in terms of schooling, what did your last seven teachers look like? What do the current seven teachers of your children look like? What does the cast of the last seven shows and movies that you've watched or that your children have watched look like? What did your last, if you are an executive, what did your last seven hires look like? or just on your job in general, what do the seven closest members of your work team look like? Not your seven closest friends at work, but the seven people who are directly around you. And again, coming back to children, if you bought toys for them, what do the last seven toys you bought for your kids look like? I could go more into detail about each question, but they are all self-explanatory. If, for example, you're white and all the answers to all or most of your seven questions is white, you have more work to do. If you're, you're black and your answers are, are mostly black, you have work to do. I would also say that if you're a member of one group, say Latinx, and your responses to most of these questions are mostly white, 
you also have some work to do. For those of you with children or students in your life, this is also important because you may be programming them in ways that reinforce a narrative of superiority or inferiority in their minds in the same way that you may have been programmed because we are all programmed in some way, shape, or form. And the goal of the rule of seven is to break that program. If this is too vague for you, that's the point. The goal is for you to challenge yourself on your own views and for you and your colleagues or friends to challenge yourselves actively on your biases and do the work to diversify your experiences and practices. I can give you books. I can give you documentaries, glossaries, and TED Talks for days. At the end of the day, however, you have to do the work to challenge yourself on your thoughts and experiences with diversity, equity, and inclusion when nobody is watching. Lastly, if you want to go to a deeper level, spend some time exploring why your neighbors and teachers all look the same or why you do not work with anyone who does not look or think like you. That's an entirely different reading list for you. Are you ready? I hope you are, and I'd be happy to work with you on that as well. Check out upstanderinternational.com for more information, and feel free to continue to follow me here on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, where we go deeper on these discussions. Thank you very much, and remember, why settle for outstanding when you can be upstanding? Peace. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.